1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Hello, 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 everybody. This
3: is Derek on the trail with backpacking and blisters. And today, I am sitting next to, in person... The only man I've ever known to freeze dry his own backpack to make it lighter, <laughs> Carl Mandrioli.
4: What's up, buddy? And with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who can tell the difference between a hippo and a zippo oh. by determining the hippo is a little heavy and a zippo is a little li- lighter. Wow. That was better.
3: That was, really, that was a lot better. This is fun. We're on the trail. We're in front of each other, so this is going to be fun today. Each
4: other. <laughs> First time next to each other. First on time. a podcast i know that's true i can actually reach out and shake your hand or punch you in the face please don't
5: okay
4: um we got a fun topic today we're gonna have some guests on today i don't we have topics i think we don't have well topic yeah yeah topical guests coming so we got uh, the whole crew with us we got different guys and, and we asked who wanted to come yes. on and they all wanted to so we'll get a little a little bit of everybody so i come up with some topics for everybody and um i get some tidbits too let's tidbit it up okay let's do it so well, first of all, let me, before I get to my tidbits, how, how's it going? Like, we're on day three of four. Day three of four. Today, uh, we, had a, we had a challenge toward the end of the day today. We had a hailstorm, a
3: hail storm, lot of thunder, a lot of lightning. Right. Uh, we all got wet, but thankfully it cleared and we just got to camp. So It's
4: sort of clear because it cleared for a little bit, but actually as we're... we're the, more coming. Yeah, we're inside yeah. our tent, and so if it starts pitter-pattering, I'm sure that'll, like, you'll hear that. It'll put a damper on things on the situation yeah
3: right literally
4: yeah literally overall fun though we had a great time good time good time yeah so we're in yosemite by the way i don't think we mentioned that we didn't maybe we mentioned that last yosemite yeah yosemite national park and um so i you know i think i'm gonna save a lot of this stuff for a future episode about like you know saving weight but i've i've got some pretty sneaky ways and effective ways to save weight that i tried out on this trip Hmm. um i'll just talk about one that's not going so well Okay. I, we talked before about how everybody brings too much food. Right. And so I was like, so this time I'm going to intentionally just short myself some food. I'll have enough in case nobody has extra. But I weighed it before we came, and I had three pounds, five ounces of food for four days. So under yeah. a pound a day. The last day, you know, we'll eventually make it out to like a restaurant, a restaurant or a yeah, gas station. So, um, but I've been struggling a little but bit But just to that.
3: clarify, you were planning on running out of food and then mooching?
4: Because we know that there's people right. on this trip that bring way too much food. I think, yeah, mooching or just downright taking the food out of their pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. No, I wouldn't have done
3: that. I, I think I'm in your boat, too. I try to, like, end the
4: trip with exactly the right amount of food. And I think I'll be out about the same time you're out. Okay. Let me Actually, I got another way. I got another way. Like, I, I think a future episode would be, like, sneak your devious ways to save weight. And so I just want to tell you about one way. Because mm. Derek sort of does the same thing, sort of. Mm, and that is, mm. like, this year we sort of made sure that everybody brought their own trash bag to carry their own trash right, out. Right. And Derek thinks it's funny to stick some of his trash in my backpack. It is. And so um, so he's right. been putting some wrappers in my backpack, which, whatever. So this morning I actually took all of my trash, my Ziploc, including, like, all my freeze-dried trash, and I shoved it in his pack. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot buddy I appreciate that uh, did you find, I don't think you found it yet right? I noticed that my back
3: was a lot heavier <laughs> uh, did you did you find it not yet no
4: okay. I, I was too busy starting a fire for you and the rest of the group <laughs> so uh. that, that, those are my tidbits I did bring deodorant though I don't usually bring Ooh, that but really? I, yeah, I brought a travel size deodorant and I like dismantled it so I think it weighs like half an ounce that's, so really, that's, that's how we're able to podcast you can stand me right now I feel like you would never bring deodorant Yeah, well, somebody told me I was pretty sneaky last time, and I was like, all right, I'll... Yeah, it wasn't you. Oh. But... Wow. We don't care. Somebody did last time, so... Oh. Um, Oh, one more tidbit. So, I did a trail running race, half marathon. Yes. And I typically struggle... I feel like I share a lot of my struggles in this podcast, but not so much with backpacking, but with trail running... If I go more than 10 miles, I, I just, as I get older, I struggle more with like muscle cramps, typically in like the hamstrings and the calves. Right. And a few years ago, there's a, something that came out that's called Hot Shot that mm-hmm. basically said it's not just about dehydration, but it's about how the nerve interacts with the muscle. And so they, I, I asked them, like, yeah, when's this stuff coming out? And they sent me some sample stuff that's actually since expired, but I used it. It's quite a concoction. Yeah, it's Tell like... Me. What's it's in the like, concoction? So I don't have it in front of me, but it's got like lime juice and I think like chili powder, something spicy. It's a lot, a lot of natural stuff. Cayenne, is that cayenne? Cane sugar. Cane sugar. Maybe cayenne. Okay. Um, but it's just I think it's just how it interacts with your nerve and how that interacts with your muscle. And so I took it, you're supposed to take it before the race and then after to prevent kind of muscle from cramping up afterwards. Right. And man, it totally worked. Like Big I didn't, help. I was, I was like sprinting the last mile and a half to the end without any muscle seizing up. That's huge. This stuff is sold. I mean, I think it's sold a lot of places, but it's sold at REI. They're not sponsoring us. They just gave me a free package of it. And so I feel like I got to honor that and let people know, like if you suffer from muscle cramps, backpacking, or otherwise, like, like it's legit. At least it looks legit for me. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay. Not an advertisement, just I was excited about it. <laughs> they didn't pay us. They, they didn't, didn't pay, pay it. yeah Well I got free stuff. They didn't that was before the podcast. It's already starting to rain. Yeah, you can hear those. Light pitter patter. Right. Light pitter patter Okay. So let's keep going. Let's yeah. So today we've got different, like I said, different guests. we got different topics for them. And if you're not sure if you kinda of get lost in the different voices, you can always go back and watch the July is here video that we got linked to our podcast. And all of them are on that um that movie correct except we got one guy that's not with us this year nolton he's the guy we keep on talking about that he's been on our show a couple times and he's in nepal so nepal he he didn't make it out this year that'd be kind of hard all right so we've got who do we have first yeah rocky first i think he's rocky he was on recently but um we're gonna check in with him so stay with us we'll be right back. back rocky
1: rocky
3: Rock, how you doing? Yeah! How's your trip going right now? Oh, yeah. I think if there's a body of water, he does not pass by it without jumping in. That's kind of his MO.
6: That would be an accurate statement, man. Yeah. It's it's a crime to not jump in. Leave it unjumped.
3: So, Carl,
4: what do we got here for Rock today?
6: Well, he well, first
4: of all, let's recap a little bit for Rock.
3: Oh, yeah. Sword. Okay. That's good.
4: So, he, he brought the sword again. Yep. Brought the sword the football the football we just yeah and then we also brought some camera gear obviously to film some stuff and we just walked through like a legit lightning storm and Rocky's holding a sword (laughs) right and it like jutting out from his pack is a camera slider which is made of of metal I didn't think about that give us a recap of how you felt about that Rocky
6: I don't really scare easily but um I did feel just downright terrified at one point when lightning comes overhead I actually dropped the sword and threw <laughs> off my pack
4: <laughs>
6: I mean and these guys see me when I get to camp I'm kind of in slow motion I'm just enjoying myself and just moving as slowly as I can that had to be lightning quick speed pun intended
4: lightning quick lightning hey yeah. and real quick
6: when yeah. you said you threw this sword did you throw it like Braveheart style again <laughs> it was probably the most awkward throw you'll ever see. It was fast, but it was awkward. So I'd say no on that. Was it underhand? <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it was horizontal. It was like horizontal sidearm?
4: Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. The one that I've got for you, Rocky, is we, we had you on first, I think it was back in January, and yeah. you, we, we talked about kind of some of the annoying things from the trail. I think the topic was throwing rocks at drones. Oh,
5: it was. And
4: one of the things you found annoying was um, not like planning a Bible study for the middle of the backpacking trip or for the entire backpacking trip, and not getting it in. And yeah. So we talked about, hey, let's do it during lunchtime. So just give us a recap. Is that an effective strategy, or what's going on with that?
6: Well, it turns out that's not an effective strategy at all because, like, on this trip, we really haven't had any true lunches. Mm-hmm. We've more, you know, like, we've more pretty much stopped and been planning on stopping for five minutes, and it turns into 20, and then we're like, oh, we should have eaten lunch. Ah, well. And then we stop again, the same thing happens. So, no, that hasn't been an effective strategy, but last night did follow through with, I mean, there's, I th- there's really two halves of the study, but we did follow through with it after we had botched it up, eating it up and whatever it else up we were able to uh bible it up after that late see i so my
4: take is i think it's because like last year we were in glacier national park and we didn't they didn't allow us to have campfires and so there wasn't like that natural gathering Mm. and this year yeah campfires are back on the table i'm excited about that we've we had some good fires
6: and, really good uh, fire. Thanks to Derek.
3: It's been, well, it's team effort. Team effort. We have a couple guys helping me out with that. But it's been fun. It, it builds the morale, you know, after a long, wet day. It mm. builds the morale yeah. and uh, gets us in a good spirit. Right.
4: And I don't like to compliment Derek very often, but True. I, will, True. I will say, he say had, something
6: nice. he's, had,
4: he's gotten two <laughs> fires going after major storms, which is impressive.
3: Yeah. I, I think I, the gear I brought helps, obviously, too. But uh, having some guys back me up was good. So,
4: okay. it's fun. All right. So, so we've got the Bible study going. Romans chapter 6 and maybe we'll have some
6: more time with that tonight I'm hoping yeah. so okay. there's yeah. a lot of good stuff that we could still go over
4: alright uh, any final thoughts before we move on to our next guy
6: um yeah definitely got to give a shout out doors to uh, Chase Monarch he is the king of San Juan Hills football for liking this podcast the backpacking stuff all the videos everything and all 5 right. Iron Frenzy
3: That gotcha.
6: too. you beat me to the punch on
3: that <laughs> way to go Chase way man
6: I also wanted to give a shout-out to my wife and kids because they're going to be out here soon. Maybe not here, but somewhere like this. <laughs> and a shout-out to Carl because I still cannot believe how much stuff he does in a single day, let alone
3: Champion. a single Champion. trip. Thanks, man. Sure. true. Thanks, Rock.
4: All right, next Thanks. up we got Chris. Chris, where are you?
3: All right, we are here with uh, probably one of the bravest men I've met, uh, and he talked about leaves and insulation in previous episodes. We're here uh, here with uh, Chris, and Chris has been battling physical challenges this entire trip, and I am impressed that he has pressed on. He almost had to leave us, and he pressed on, and he's been uh, a
5: warrior. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Oh man doing fantastic thanks you guys it 's great to be here and uh, yeah, I threw my back out on the first day of the trip, which was uh, so fun yeah yeah so fun it made me start doubting a little bit should I carry on, not necessarily for myself, but you know i 'd hate to get two days into the trip and um, and then all of a sudden, my back really throws out, and, right. and I have to get helicoptered out or you know right. ruin the trip for everyone else, but you know right. we all talked about it, prayed about it, and decided it was. You know, good idea to press on. So here we are, day three, and um, back's holding up. And- I don't know if we decided it was a good idea. I think
4: <laughs> we decided, decided that you it. decided you were willing to go on. <laughs> you're, you're like, I didn't want to quit. Right. It's true. Right. Yeah, I didn't it, want to give up. It was good perseverance. Real, real quick frame of reference for Chris. This is his second backpacking trip ever. Mm-hmm. His first one was last year with us. All and right. so what you got for us, Chris? I think you have um, because of your your challenge on this trip. I tasked you with um, our Bible verse for the episode. So what you got for us?
5: Yeah, so something that popped in my head, which is just very relevant to this trip. It was on the first day. We were off trail, and it was raining, and my back is thrown out, and we don't know exactly what terrain is ahead of us, and we find ourselves entering, it's kind of like a little ravine where there's rock wall on both sides, and there's water flowing through it underneath these giant boulders. And it kind of turns to the left as well. So we have no idea how difficult it's going to get, um, you know, further down. And, but we decided it's the best route to get through this valley that we're in. And uh, I was pretty hesitant given, you know, the nature of my lower back. And so anyways, uh, we pressed on through. And two of the backpackers, Jared and Rocky, they offered to take turns carrying my pack so that I can make it down through that ravine. And it made me think of uh, Luke chapter 5. Where these men, they bring their friend to Jesus who is paralyzed and they lower him through the roof in front of Jesus Mm because Jesus is speaking to a bunch of people inside this house and it's packed. There's a crowd there and they couldn't get their friend in. um, So they found a way, right? They crawled up on the roof, they ripped a hole open, and they lowered their friend down because they had faith and they believed that uh, Jesus could heal him. And so I I thought of that. Um, You know, the guys on this trip are just epic dudes to backpack with. And, um, you know, the fact that that they would carry my gear so I could make it through the ravine um, made me think they're those types of friends.
3: Let me ask you about that because you had a a tough time. It can be tough anyway to to give gear away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell me about that struggle that you encountered with that.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was tough. So, you know, when my back was thrown out and we presented it to everyone and we had a discussion about it, um, you know, the idea was that I could give away, you know, some of my gear to each person and we could help carry it so that I could continue on. And I did not want to do that. I wanted to be tough and I wanted to, um, I didn't want to overload anyone else. And then Eric brought up a good point And he said um, that it's the pride before the fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was right because it was pride that was stopping mm-hmm. me from giving up my gear to others. Yeah. And another thing too, you mentioned it's tough to give the gear. It's also
4: tough for some people to accept the gear, especially people that don't want to help each other out. So Derek, how was that? <laughs>
3: Uh, not accurate of what you're saying no I I was happy to carry the gear for him um, I can remember the first time I had to give gear away it, it's a hard thing to do because you feel like you're letting everybody down which is a natural kind of response so um, it was it was easy for me to empathize with him because I know exactly how he felt so I was happy to carry his gear because you don't want to lose a, a member on the trip if you don't have to you know And anything we could make him anything we could do to make it easier for him was something I think we were all willing to do
4: so right. We didn't want to just focus on Chris's back issue, though. We got we got something else for you, Chris. So since this is your second trip and you're kind of new to backpacking and everything's kind of like you know a wide-eyed, open experience, and um, yeah, just kind of maybe things that we take for granted, you're just like, that's really awesome. And we're just like, yeah, it happens every time. So I just thought, from your perspective, it might be cool to get you know something that is underrated about backpacking that like we don't point out enough or that nobody else points out enough, but super cool. Um, and something that maybe we like hype up a lot, but you're like, yeah, it's not so special, It's kind of
5: overrated. So, what do you think? Yeah, so something that's underrated for sure is uh, the sense of accomplishment that you feel at the end of a trip, mm. as well as at the end of each day of the trip. You know, you're putting in yeah. hard miles, a lot of elevation, you got weight on your back, and uh, and when you get to your campsite at the end of the day, um, it is it just feels fantastic. You're there. I'm ready to play some bocce ball at that sure. point. Bring you know. it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, side note, Derek brought a travel bocce
4: ball, which has been pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Was Huge. A a lot Good of bring, it. yeah. Good bring.
5: But I remember last year, um, for me, underrated because no one really mentioned it, but when we got to the restaurant after four days, you know, going over mountain passes, it felt great, just a, a sense of accomplishment, getting off of the mountain, and um, and I don't know, that was probably one of the highlights for me is... is you made it. Is, yeah, making it, yeah, for yeah. sure, you I know. Think,
3: yeah, I remember that too, my first trip, just that you completed it and you
4: survived, right. and now you are kind of rewarding yourself with this amazing restaurant
3: meal.
5: Right.
4: And I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of listeners have probably had the experience, especially early on in their careers where trips don't always go as planned. Maybe they get a bail early or even, I don't know, even late in their career. So there's no, I think what's fun about it is there's no, there's no guarantee that trip's going to succeed or your itinerary is going to, you know, be followed as you planned it. And so when, you, when it works out, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's a sense of accomplishment. But you have something that's overrated about backpacking?
5: Yes, Ooh. and I'm purposefully misinterpreting this question because I wanted to talk about it. Okay. And it's the idea of soggy shoes mm. and soggy shoes. Do you think people like those? Possibly. Some people might like to walk around with some squishiness feeling going on down there in the shoe. No. Um, <laughs> and not me. No, no. Soggy foot syndrome is not something that I have looked forward to. And uh, I, I believe it's high... Anyone who enjoys it, I would say it's highly overrated. <laughs> I'm definitely in your boat with that one. I that's think that's terrible. a stretch for the question, but I think this is a good...
4: I, this is a good segue to uh, a quick update because Derek challenged me to wear, challenged me to wear the cotton socks for the whole time. So yeah, he picked the best trip for hit from his this perspective. Has been good. This yeah. has been really good. So it's it's rained so much, my socks have been wet a ton. I yeah, I don't have any blisters yet. I've got one dry pair left mm. for tonight and tomorrow. I think I'm gonna make it, which means eventually you're gonna have to wear an apple necklace in Bigfoot territory.
3: If you don't get a blister, is that the deal?
4: You no, know, if I just make it through. That wasn't the deal. <laughs> Go back and listen I to the previous should, uh, episodes. alter
3: the uh, condition. No, that's fine. I'll definitely probably wear the <laughs> Apple necklace. What
4: does that. definitely probably mean? means I'm already training for it. So, all right, Chris, thanks for coming on. And
5: we'll see we, you on the bocce ball court for yeah, sure. And we're
4: rooting for you. We're rooting for you to make it.
5: Appreciate it, you guys. It has been epically epic. <laughs> all right. Epically epic.
3: All right, with us here now is maybe a, a rookie to the podcast, but definitely a legend on the trail.
4: This is Jared. And Jared, just for you, for those of you that have seen the movie July, is here. Jared's the guy that got attacked by the stuffed animal bear. He brought the inflatable chairs, and he uh, yeah. won the Strider. Yeah. He's the current holder of the Strider Award, actually. He
2: and he has yeah. a mustache, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Always good. All right, Jared. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing okay. good.
4: So, so we're, day three, has, give us a rundown, how are things going, anything standing out to you?
2: Yeah, we were uh, just sitting around the campfire, and we were talking, I kind of looked at the other guys, and I said, this was a quick trip, the days have been long and filled, but it was a quick trip, we can't believe this is already the last night, um, and we're going to be heading out tomorrow, so, it's been good, you know, I yeah. think they say, uh, time flies, time flies and fun, exactly. yeah, fun, exactly, yeah, I like
4: okay, that's it. right. true. So Jared, so we've been talking, like, like, you're one of the, Jared's like a, he's a, co-owner and coach at a crossfit gym redstone crossfit yeah yes yes so he his first trip actually he started with us and we did a really hard trip and he just jumped right in and he did awesome and his pack was actually relatively heavy and so um so we just kind of i don't know we've been having this conversation because he's one of the more fit guys on the trip and for him some of the you know some of the mile the high mile days are easier than others and we just have a diversity of guys on the trip and so so my question to you is is it okay for the strongest person on the trip like the most fit the guy that finds backpacking the easiest is it okay in a group setting for that guy or that girl whatever to have the lightest pack
2: i think for the lightest pack i think that that all goes down to what you're bringing right and we all bring different things and that there's planning that goes into that a lot of planning and so i feel like initially um for group gear right if we have group gear that we all share i feel like the group gear should be shared amongst the team fishing like a local
0: isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: Unless you have permission from someone that's like, hey, Carl, you know, when you divide up the group gear, I'm more than happy to carry more of the share than other people. And, or that's a conversation maybe that you guys have with us. It's like, hey, would you be, would you mind carrying a little bit more? I imagine there'd be people on this team that'd be totally fine with that. But I, but I think if you were going to do... Evenly, I think, just take the group gear, even distribution, and just let the team carry, everybody carries ammo. I
4: like that you're calling us a team. I want to know, like, what happens if our team plays another team? What would that look like? Uh,
2: <laughs> depends on what we're playing. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Botchy ball, that's what we've been talking about. All right, so, I was just being silly. Uh, so you say, essentially, like, group gear should be divvied up, and if if strong guy happens to still have the lightest pack, so be it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm fi- I think that's fair. All right, Derek, your opinion. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, you
3: wanted me to debate that, but I was thinking like, you know, I'm thinking of the guy on our trip that carries by far, I think he's like an average of 20 pounds more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say, for example, he's like, mm, I'm going to go lightweight this year. I'm going to go super duper lightweight. Now, should he be penalized for that, and should he be required to carry more group gear just because he's... "Quote unquote stronger," or should he be given the same opportunity as everybody else?
4: Right. So I guess I look at it differently. So I look at it is if you have, if you're in a group, you want to get to your destination in the most efficient way possible. So if like let's say Derek is struggling, not gonna happen though. Probably <laughs> when Derek is struggling, I should say not yet. <laughs> <laughs> How are your shoulders doing? <laughs> there
2: it is. Yes! There it is. They're
4: doing great. They're doing great. So right. when Derek's struggling. I think that if I'm the strongest person, I'm happy to take something off Derek's pack so that we can get there, and that way we're not always waiting at junctions or like today, we're we're waiting in a downpour, yeah. and there was not like we were in a wide open. We did not have any shelter, and so we're just getting rained on. But we want to stay together. We want to make sure we're safe. Especially if we talked about Rocky carrying like metal in a lightning storm. So yeah. we want to move it as efficiently as possible. So if I'm a strong guy, I'm happy to take extra weight to make that happen and to um, still enjoy my time, not overload myself. But I want us all to get there, and I want you to enjoy it too. I don't want you to be grumpy in camp and be like, my pack is so heavy.
3: Would you carry a metal sword in a Lightning Storm for Rocky? But I,
4: that's a Jared question. Why
3: is it a Jared question?
4: Because he's our guest and he's stronger than okay, me. Okay, so you
3: don't want to answer it. Go ahead, Jared. He's
4: stronger than me.
2: Uh, I'm not a fan <laughs> of carrying the sword. no. Sorry, but, no. But, I, but I want to go back to what you were saying. You know, you were talking about if you're trying to get to a destination and someone is needing help, more than happy to do that. Yeah, that's different. But, but to assume that, eh, you know, you're one of the more fit guys, we're just going to give you more gear yeah I think I think that's a conversation you should have before you just do
3: that because you gotta remember we predetermine before the trip who's gonna carry what group gear right right? Did so you, did you like that? I don't mind that at all. I'm saying and that's fine. Let's say that our particular person who carries way more usually secretly in his own house is like i'm gonna just carry way less and then we all arrive and we're like whoa your pack's like 20 pounds lighter this year Mm, maybe you should now carry more group gear because we see that like is that fair to that person or not i don't think it is
2: or when that gear is being handed out that person is also saying look at these five things i have and how much they weigh and then that person just has that one thing right yeah right so you think it should be decided not at the
4: trailhead, but more on the trail. So is that the compromise to this question? I mean, I don't know
3: if it's there's a the look. I mean, I think we should all come to an agreement ahead of time, like, yeah, we're going to divvy up group gear, regardless of how light or heavy I make my pack individually. Like, we're evenly distributing the group gear, right? So, okay. I don't know. Do you give the strongest
4: guy the heaviest piece of group gear? So there's been times when I've definitely been the strongest guy and the weakest guy. So I'm happy at the strongest moment to help out and at the weakest moment I'm happy to to not you know to to give up my gear.
3: Do you feel like you've you haven't been the strongest guy in what like five or ten years maybe?
4: Not since Jared came. <laughs>
3: Jared has a like an in, like a endless supply of stamina, which is kind of annoying, but endearing.
4: He's also way. younger than us by at least. Fifteen years?
3: <laughs> no. Looks like it. Face of a child. Face of a child. Mustache of an old man.
4: All
3: right, <laughs> All
2: right Jared. Thanks for coming on. Any final thoughts? No, no. I'm, Looking forward to getting on backpacking blisters, so it's fun to. You're on it. This is it. I know. Yeah. It shout fun. out, shout out
4: to Redstone CrossFit. If you're listening from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, uh, Jared is is possibly one of the best CrossFit coaches out there.
3: And I'm going to be getting into some core exercises called
4: Tabata abs, Tabata, or Tabata, Tabata
3: core, Tabata core. Yes. No idea what that is, but I'm
4: gonna it do. sounds fake, but I think it's real.
3: I think it's Japanese, but possibly Korean. <laughs> so we'll get into that. I think
2: mean, it's. Uh... Korean for dirty rice <laughs> Dirty rice, I love it dirty, Thanks guys, I appreciate you having me on Dirty rice out,
5: here we go
3: uh, We are here now Live with uh, Nate the Great uh, And Nate is special in the sense that He's <laughs> he's the only guy who's ever tried to fast On an uphill, extremely uphill trip uh, care, While carrying like 15 pounds of horseshoes he likes to bring about five pairs of clothes. He's currently wearing a full bodysuit biking outfit,
4: which is amazing.
3: Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: All right, so what, how's, it go, how's the trip going so far? Anything that's that kind of stand out to you from our, our current trip?
7: Um. Yeah, the first uh, things that stand out uh, was the rain today, obviously. It didn't mm. come prepared for the rain. Oh, Never oh, yeah. have experienced rain on any of our trips. And so yeah. I've just well, kind of. yeah you have? Not like Col- that. Hail. Not,
4: not like. No, we had hail in Colorado. Yeah. I don't
7: know.
4: Maroon bells. We had rain every day except for the last one. Hmm. I. This is a memory issue. Okay. Yeah,
7: except but for not some memory enough with to like not think about bringing a because um, you're in Yosemite. Well, you're the, thinking like... that's why. Right. Right, we I get have that. had rain in Colorado, and so I brought a poncho. But I didn't bring a poncho this time, and my weatherproof jacket, which I thought was weatherproof, wasn't. Mm. And so that was really unfortunate. I got really cold. I, was, I like, tried shivering. to tell you. I tried to tell you.
3: Yeah. It's not easy. He's <laughs> <a joke. It's laughs> like, "Dude, it's, like, it's waterproof." Dude. <laughs> but you have you have fuzzy slippers on now, and everything's okay. Very okay. Um,
7: yeah. yeah. Great but, fire right now.
4: But you, yeah. If you don't mind sharing, you almost. Met, you said you at one point were considering like bailing, like in the middle, like in the middle of this day, right?
7: I was so cold, and I didn't know if I'd be able to warm up again, and the only way I thought that I could actually make it was to go right down to the car.
4: Right. So let me ask you this question real quick. So Chris has a wrecked back, and he's pressing on, and you got a little, a little cold, and you almost bailed. Do you have any issues with that?
7: Uh, for life safety,
3: no. Let I me don't. jump in for you. Okay, when okay. you're when you have no fat on your body, it's all muscle. You get cold faster. I can empathize. Okay, obviously, thanks. obviously I can. I cannot. No, you're yeah insulated very
4: well. Uh, so, well, we have a topic for Nate today. What are we all talking right. about with Nate today? All right. So Nate is somebody who's actually a very deep thinker and has really good thoughts about just life in general and lots of stuff. And so I I think I'm giving you the hardest topic out of everybody. So because I've definitely got a strong opinion about this. All right. So every once in a while, check kind of Facebook pages, backpacking, and then there's like an ultralight backpacking page. And there was a really interesting post not too long ago from a guy, not going to mention his name, but I'm just going to kind of sum it up by saying he essentially said, he said, look, if you're going to go ultralight, you need to make sure you're not skimping too much because if you're skimping too much, you're going to put yourself in danger. And he's heard reports, I think I put the word reports in quotations, mm-hmm. that there's an increase in the amount of issues with search and rescue because people are going so ultralight that they're simply not prepared Kind of like what we just talked about. We're not prepared for the conditions today. And so that is a result of ultra lightness. Mm. So how would you respond to what that guy had to say?
7: I could definitely see a good argument for it. I'd like to see the reports.
4: For sure. Uh,
7: but from my very limited knowledge and not being on the backpacking websites, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know. But I can see the temptation in going that direction, right? Yeah avoiding ponchos and necessary things to keep your body warm and dry for sure
4: but i guess if you're the more light lightweight you go typically refers to like more years of experience you have you're like i can cut this out i don't need this right. i can cut that out right and so typically like people that are really ultra light also not always but i'd say oftentimes are also very experienced and so for them to get caught in situations that where they have to get rescued like i'm not saying it can't happen i'm just not i don't know if i'm buying that
3: so you think it's like newbies who are also trying to go lightweight and are putting themselves in danger are I more think, likely to get these calls.
4: I, I think he made it up personally, and I think he just wanted to give some you know how people like to give unsolicited advice. I think that's sure, unsolicited sure. advice right there.
3: That's possible. It's definitely possible. So yeah.
4: yeah, I think that I think search and rescues are definitely going up though. So I'd agree with that, but I think that's more as a result of people buying sat phones and things like that to um like that you
3: think they just pull the plug quicker? Yeah,
4: yeah. And I think that's where the newbies are coming in.
3: Okay. Uh, I mean, I could see, I could see like, you know, us being in a certain situation, if we were all kind of new, like, let's just call the sat phone and like bail out. But I think we, since we are more experienced, enjoy that like challenge of like trying to figure out what to do. How do we get out of this mess on our own? I think there's some kind of, uh, it's enjoyable almost for me at least. Um, to try to get out of it. So. Yeah. So if you don't have that, like drive to do that, um, like how can I survive out
7: here? Then you might just resort to the, um, uh, sat phone, you know? Well, and I think another thing to consider is people who may not have enough experience going for these really big monumental trips and not really understanding what they're actually biting off. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, do they really understand, like, how far they're going? Maybe they feel like they can go further because they have a sat phone and everything's okay now. Well, it's just the macho, it's the macho mentality. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm. I can do anything. And because they have the bailout, it's right there. It's right Right. handy. And then whenever they need it, they can just like, ah, well, I'm just going to give up. Okay. Great. True. True. But I think,
4: getting back to the ultra, the, the, the thought behind that, I just think the ultralight, I don't know that I'm buying that. In regard to the sat phone reports, like that's been documented in Backpacker magazine, and we talked to rangers, like like that's just a common thing now. So they're dealing with that all the time. Mm. And people are just get themselves, it's usually the newbies get themselves in situations where they can't handle it. Um, if it's on the, like, places like the Appalachian Trail, typically there's like bailout points where they can kind of like just end their trip. But mm. when you're talking about extreme backcountry, then yeah, it's a tougher situation.
7: True. That's so cool. I got a question for you, Carl. What would be typical items that you would think that would be skimped in an, like an ultralight situation? So
4: I don't. Th- I think people don't skimp. I think that they bring. I think. Well, I take that back. So I think people bring lighter weight stuff. They're either expending more money on gear that's that can perform the same way, but they just get have it just lighter weight. Um, or they are, they're not bringing, you know, they're not bringing extra clothes, that type of stuff, which they may not need. The one thing that I have heard that people have struggled with the most is if they bring like a tarp instead of like a tent and they don't know how to set it up right Right. then, and rain's coming from, you know, every which way, like they can soak themselves for sure. Especially if they're not in an area that's draining well, it can kind of come under them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't come across anybody who really does that stuff who's really ultra light that's had a problem like everybody that i see that that's that's going ultra light is usually a very successful backpacker
7: yeah i'd agree with that i was actually looking at a tent last year before i bought the one that i have now and looking at the ones that are ultra light that have no floor and that's a temptation because it's like half the weight Uh, right but then you really are in danger with no ability to save yourself from a really rainy trip right. right
4: and just think about like right now like because it just rains so much like we put our tent down on wet ground right mm-hmm. so you would need some sort of a ground cloth or something otherwise you're putting your your pad onto like mud right you know <laughs> right. <laughs> not fun not, not fun, fun. No. all right all right man well thanks for coming by and we hope that you will come on again yeah yeah good to have anybody yeah man well play. thanks guys all right yeah. that's fun
3: Right, we're here with our final guest uh the hunting master slash directional guru he's got us out of quite a few gems already this trip so um and i appreciate him for uh, just being a tactician he's already, and he's already held my phone in the rain which i couldn't do so uh eric how you doing buddy hey awesome to be here guys thanks for having me all
4: right so eric is our like like he is uh, i was I like th- he's
3: a knowlton training
4: you know, like get <laughs> is that. it, that's not where I was going with that I, oh. I was going to say that's a compliment that's a huge is. compliment I it say. is yeah, he's, those are it big is. shoes to fill he's yeah. been he's been our navi- kind of like co-navigator for the trip and we, we were off trail for quite a ways and actually this is, like we talked about before this is like the longest we've gone off trail and we made it from point yeah. A to point B which was awesome maybe not quite the way we wanted to go but it all worked we made it safely I feel
3: right. like I keep you know we'll talk about the map and then like let's confirm with Eric let's just <laughs> let's Eric let's just you know that's right Eric. yeah it's
4: really us three that have been the map people right so so Eric, is it fair to say that you are more of a hunter than a backpacker?
8: I would say 100 percent more of a hunter than a backpacker.
4: So, so okay. So, hunting is your background, but you are obviously a willing participant to be a a backpacker. But like, you can even take us back to what, like your first trip, which was in Maroon Bells, in Colorado. Like, what's the difference? Somebody who's like a hunter, um, like transitioning to backpacking. Like, what's the difference? Like, I, I honestly, like, I assume like you, like this would be easy for you because you're just off trail all the time like up crazy hills crazy mountains like what's what's your
8: experience been so with you guys i mean i think backpacking would be different with depends on who you go with yeah so with you guys i mean you have super athletes and you guys doing a lot of miles and not talking about derek right there right or or carl or carl (laughs) So, it is different. Like, I guess it depends on who you go with because the pace and, like, the miles is different. Plus, like, your objective. Like, when you're hunting, you're looking for animals where when you're backpacking, you're trying to go from point A to point B. And a lot of times, you don't know what you're going to get into as far as, like, elevation gain and stuff like that. Right. Um, And, like I said, with hunting, it's different because everything's dependent on an animal. So, like, you're trying Mm. to find something. And so, it's it's totally different. Um, My first experience with you guys, like, it was really, to me, like, it was really hard because I... Like you guys are really good at it, and you're really experienced. And like, we did a lot of miles and like a lot of passes, so it was tough. Um, I would say that you do have to train to backpack mm. more so than hunting. I think it's important to train to hunt because you got to do. It's just different. Like, you, what you're lifting is different. What you're carrying is different.
4: Right. Where you're going
8: is different. Right. And
4: honestly, my assumption was like, if you get an elk, you're carrying out like a hundred plus pounds at a time, and possibly like for quite a ways, and not even on trail. And I'm like. If
8: you can do that, like backpacking should be easy. Yeah. Well, for sure. But the thing is, is like you're talking like one day. So you get the animal in one day with this. We're going for four days, and sometimes you're going, you know, upwards of 15 or more miles. Mm. And so that's that's a different part. It's it's much more of a grind as far as like distance wise.
3: That's what I was gonna ask you. Like, are you you find yourself? I don't wanna say I don't want to say wandering, but like tracking over all kinds of terrain, and then you know, let's say you get the kill, and you're like, oh, I gotta bring this thing all the way back over what I just like went through
8: no oh, yeah for sure so like we, like you guys experienced it a little bit with what we did as far as off-trail stuff and like you think you know where you are on a map mm-hmm. and then you have to realize that when you do get an animal can you get it out from where you are right and some people decide not to do it and some people do and it's that's part of the challenge as well right. is just knowing where to go and, and how to go do you ever find yourself changing
3: plans midway you're like yeah this animal's just gone to a point where i'm like mm, i'm not gonna want to bring him back yeah, that's let's, a good question. let's go
8: find something else um So that's only happened to me one time, and that was because I was by myself. Oh, okay. Um, When I have someone with me, I think it's different, because what we do a little bit crazier things, like you you don't quit, and you go after stuff. Right, right. So I
4: actually went with Eric just for an overnighter last September, I think it was, and it was more of a scouting trip, I think. But what I was gathering, tell me if I'm right or wrong, is it felt just like backpacking, except we were stopping a lot to listen. I had to be really quiet. And it was hard for you probably. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's like, "I'm just going to sit over here Yeah, be quiet." Uh, yeah. I'm like, "Let's talk about something." He's like, "Let's listen for animals." And so 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 I guess yeah, so it's just like a lot more stop and go and you got to be quiet. Is that fair?
8: Uh yeah, so when you went with me, it was a early season hunt and most of the time your know, animals aren't talking. So we're just kind of observed, just, you know, look for sign and see if there's anything in the area. And that's the thing is we were elk hunting that year. And so, like, you know, elk bugle, and they and they talk to each other so you can hear them. And so it is different because you're, you know, I'm trying to explain things to you, but at the same time, like, you can't. He's like a you, child. He's like, like a quite, kid, you know. got to be frustrating. <laughs> and so, like, you know, so I'm trying to tell him, like, hey, man, we're going to have to sit here for, like, 45 minutes and, like, not talk, not move. And he's wow. like, this wow. isn't. That. I can only
3: imagine that for a guy who loves to put in, like, 15 miles a day. Like, you're going to sit here for 45 minutes and then keep your mouth closed. Was that oh. hard, Carl? Was that
4: Uh, yeah, well, it was just an overnighter, so it was cool. We still got, we got a chance to hang out, out, like, at camp time, and we talked and stuff. We still were kind of quiet, though, because if they were nearby for the next morning, I I think we didn't want to scare them off. Wasn't that part of the deal?
8: Hunting is the total opposite of this trip. You have really, really loud guys here that are just scaring (laughs) animals away. (laughs) You you don't (laughs) see any animals. So Like, so, for example, today, like, I was probably, I don't know, not that far ahead of you guys, maybe 700, 800 yards, and there were some deer, and I was looking at them. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you guys come, I look over, and deer are gone. Deer <laughs> I'm like, well, that's, that's why I don't see very many So we ruin everything. I want to yeah. go back
4: I saw one squirrel, so that's good.
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that's why last year we saw steaming piles of, like, bear poop, but we never actually saw the bear. I think the bear was staying quite a ways ahead of us.
8: So it is much safer to... to uh, Go backpacking with you than it is to go hunting because the noise level scares everything away. So if you
3: crazy. go hunting with Carl, you're going to starve is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> with me? You think you think I'm one of the louder guys. I could be quiet. I could do it. I would enjoy it. Yeah? I think it would be a different experience. Yeah. Right. I, I want think. you to be quiet tomorrow that's not we're not hunting <laughs> we <We're> not hunting. <laughs> no need it's
4: just, just a challenge no 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 I'm not going to do it okay no <laughs> challenge not accepted challenge denied <laughs> challenge denied <laughs> that was good alright well Eric thanks for coming on man that was good yeah, thanks, awesome that was educational I wonder if we have any hunters out there that are listening to the podcast we're going to find out
3: we are we're going to find out hopefully so so okay. thanks again buddy and uh, love to have you on again that was, that was enjoyable I was like All right, uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We had a great time interviewing those guys. Uh, we got some trivia now. You ready, Carl? It's your turn.
4: It is my turn. and It's going to f- be ridiculous, probably. Probably. We're in Yosemite, so I thought we could do some Yosemite All right. trivia. Here we go. How many times have you been in Yosemite? Like, I'm gonna say I at know least. you're setting me up,
3: because you're going to be like, oh, you've been here a lot. And now I'm going to give you this trivia. Well, I've, I've been here a lot.
4: You've been here you a lot. You haven't been... I've been here... Like, what, five, six s- times? I don't know. Okay. Over, over a handful. Okay. So... Uh, you're not an expert, but you know a little bit, right? Uh, I like to think so. Okay. So I'm going to ask you four questions about Yosemite. you, you got to get three of them correct to okay. to succeed. Otherwise, you have to uh, to go silent mode tomorrow, like we talked about. No. I'm not, gonna, no, I'm <laughs> not going silent mode. <laughs> Maybe I'll add like a half an apple onto my necklace. Okay. Or what if you wore some of my already used up cotton socks?
3: Oh. Still... <laughs> oh. I'll, you know, how about this? I'll give you a bite of my famous... Pesto
4: salmon dinner. Ooh.
3: Which I would not want to do, but I would do it.
4: I'll tell you what. I would take that if you succeed or fail at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I might oblige you either, way. Yeah. Right, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I might fail on purpose. All right. Well, we talked about how to ration food. So I'm t- basically, anytime anybody's offering me food, I'm taking it at this point.
3: Total mooch this trip, guys. Total mooch.
4: Total mooch. Definitely. Haven't stolen any food.
3: But you're there, like, right before... Before I even get the sentence out of, like, does anybody want some food? Your hand's already out. Like, you're
4: already there. <laughs> Can so. I just say one thing, and maybe... I might be, like, really behind on this, but I thought, and I thought last year, I bought some cliff Bars, and they were four ounces, mm. and I, so I just bought some more this year. I know what you They're mean. on sale, and they're two and a half ounces, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you buy a lot of them, that adds up.
3: So you feel like you were duped rather
4: than just looking at the package before you bought it? I still skimmed on food, but I feel like I skimmed more than I intended to. Well, that happens when you don't look at the package. Yeah, yeah. I don't, do you always look at the ounces on the package? Yeah, usually, yeah. I, do. I don't think so. I do. Doubt it. Always. All right, let's get to the questions. <laughs> All right, first question. So Yosemite has something called High Sierra Camps, which is kind of weird. It's basically, <sighs> it's basically like in between car camping and backpacking, where you can kind of just bring a day pack in, and they'll actually make your food for you. They have shelters for you. Mm. You just have to bring like a day's worth of stuff. Mm. And, they, and you can actually hike from High Sierra Camp to High Sierra Camp. Mm. It's kind of like, it's not like glamping. It's like, it's like glamp backpacking. Yeah. Okay. It's like backpacking with a little, I don't know, luxury. Yeah. Luxury tied in there. Yeah, and and they're not terribly far apart. So can you name two oh, of these high Sierra okay. camps? Merced Lake. Okay. And Vogel All right.
8: There you right?
4: go. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, those are actually the two that passed yesterday so and that's today. So running. it yeah. is. It is. There's a couple other Sunrise, another one, and there's another one down. Glen Allen is another one.
3: We going to, I don't think I'm going you haven't
4: that been out. to Glenallen or really. the other ones, but I just yeah. So a little softball to start things off. <laughs> so, oh <boy. laughs> okay, tomorrow we are going to descend into a valley called Lyle Canyon, and we are going to hit a very famous trail, just a small section of it, and John, hike out. John your Trail, yes. Okay, you got that one too. Yeah, that was All right. Easy. Side note, Lyle Canyon. We're not. We're kind. Of, we're kind of camped above that. Yeah. And Lyle Canyon is one of those places where you're like guaranteed to have bears. So. Prediction: Are we gonna are we gonna have bears tonight? Because we're not that far away from it. I want to say no, because we're higher up than expected. I think I think the bears are smarter
3: to go down and down in there and get with the food, get the good food. You know what I mean? So we're kind of out off the beaten path, just 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 shy of Ireland Lake. So, right. Hopefully, we'll have a clean night.
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna almost guarantee we're not gonna get any bears tonight, and I think we're gonna continue our streak of not having bears take our food for. Well over a decade now, I feel uh, like you tried to bait a bear next to the tent last night though mm, I know you I know we ran out of room
3: uh to store the trash and stuff, but it seemed like you were really pushing for the bear you know, like I'll put the trash next to the tent
4: and I, I'm gonna say a no comment
3: on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of was excited to hear uh, looking for a bear. We did have some like dog noises going on that that made me think there was a bear nearby based on how loud
4: and angry the dog was but um I would have minded a bear. It would have been kind of exciting, but oh. no, no luck. Okay, so you're speaking of bears and like the requirement for bear canisters and all that stuff. Yosemite's got some different regulations and mm-hmm. different requirements and different the ways they set up their permits. So, can you tell me one rule or regulation that we have violated already on this trip? Oh gosh, I don't even. We're perfect. What are you talking about? Um, you peed less than 100
3: feet away from the river, so that's one. Um, I don't know 99, that's true. 99 feet, guys. 99 feet, the great one. Okay, breaking rule. So there you go. Um,
4: I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of something obvious. I'm trying. I'm struggling. Trash wise, no, we got our trash kid. I what think else? our. I think I think two things. I think our food storage has been at times questionable because of our confidence in not having bears, and it hasn't been an mm. issue to be honest. But really, they require everybody to have a bear canister that. Fits all of their food, including freeze dried food, into the canister. Right, right. And we brought two for a group of seven, seven guys. And we, our freeze dried has been in its own area, I guess you could say. Yeah, we didn't put the freeze dried food in there. I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah, I, maybe maybe the listeners know. Do, yeah, do, can the bears like if you separate that? will the bears smell it. It doesn't seem to have a scent to me, but I don't have a bear nose.
3: We don't have a bear nose. I feel like if I'm a bear, I'm gonna go to the easiest, most pungent smell, though. You know, yeah. which would be, I don't know. Depends on the bear.
4: The trash next to your tent. The trash next to your tent, which is what you were trying to do. Right. 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 Okay. So I don't think I'm going to give you that last one because that wasn't quite. You're that was, close. That was close. That was correct. Close. Let's go with that. Close. The P was accurate, so um, you ping. So you close. measured. You measured from the. I watched wall,
3: you. So. I watched you the whole time.
4: But you measured though.
3: Mentally, yeah, and I'm <laughs>
4: really accurate, so. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, let's just do the last question for fun, though.
4: All right, last question. Yeah. So, this might be a little more challenging, but I think you got it. This is, so you're, is it fair to say you're our resident campfire starter? Uh, that's fair. Okay. Is fair. it fair to say that you're our our resident uh, fire starter verbally as well? Uh, clearly. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Yosemite's got some rules and regulations regarding fires. Um, I think it's not just Yosemite, but... I think I forgot this already. Okay. But we're, you're not the supposed... Elevation, you're yeah, the elevation? Yeah, the elevation. You're not supposed to have fires over a certain elevation due to, like, revegetation and nutrients right, in the soil. Right. I so, if you're this. close... I want, I want to say... With, uh, if you're close, I'll give it to you. I want to say it was 7,000 feet. Okay. Not close. But it's not close. Not close. No. no. 9,600 feet is yeah, the answer. Like, so if you're 600. above 9,600 feet, you're not supposed to have a campfire. And We've done that, though. We've had a campfire over 9,600 Didn't we? No, not in Yosemite. Not in Yosemite, yeah, but we did. Yeah, but other before. places that didn't say did, we couldn't. Right, Yeah. Okay.
3: yeah. We definitely had it over that, for right,
4: sure. Right, right. I did, I'm going to give you a pass on that. You, you, you I'm going to say good enough. Thanks? Good enough. Thanks? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Actually, I'm going to say no, because I kind of want to eat your salmon pesto. I already got three.
3: We, we I'm still we gonna give you a bite. I'll still give you a bite. I'll still give you a You still won, even though I won. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us today on the trail. Um, thanks for listening, and remember to leave us an Apple iTunes or Google Play review. We're really trying to push those to get the um, the exposure more uh, readily available to new listeners. So, um, thanks again, guys. You guys are the best. Thanks again, and remember, it is not backpacking unless there are a few blisters along the way. I want to fly
5: around the world.
3: You smell it, Carl? There's some cranberries over there. Some cranberries on the ground, but they're mixed within this bear poop. I bet we could still make a broth out of it. You want to try and make a You want to make a bra? Okay, you drink it first and let me know how. Okay, and then I'll maybe try
0: Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
6: Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby, right there.
0: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.